ceasefire. Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor or after the terrorist attack of 9-11, Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7th. Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war, a war for our common future. Today we draw a line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism. It is a time for everyone to decide where they stand. Israel will stand against the forces of barbarism until victory. I hope and pray that civilized nations everywhere will back this fight. Because Israel's fight is your fight. Because if Hamas and Iran's axis of evil win, you will be their next target. That's why Israel's victory will be your victory. But make no mistake, Regardless of who stands with Israel, Israel will fight until this battle is won, and Israel will prevail. May God bless Israel, and may God bless all those who stand with Israel. All right, welcome back on this Thursday. Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, this was from a couple of days ago, actually, giving his opinion on uh, what Israel should do. You have everybody calling for a ceasefire. I, myself, do not agree. I've already said... Uh, multiple times now, that uh, I think that the uh, Israel should exterminate uh, Hamas. I don't think they should stop until those animals cease to exist. I am in 100% agreement with them that that will spread. It's like cancer. It's an infection. You let it go, it just keeps spreading and spreading. And it, and it changes forms, just like cancer does. Because, really, there's no difference between Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS... Uh, uh, Al-Qaeda, it's all the same thing. They're all the same. It's it's a terrorist organization that is fighting a holy war that hates the United States, they hate Israel, and they are going to cause as much terror and carnage as humanly possible because that is what they are there for. That is their sole purpose. So I think that we need to eliminate them. I think that... Um, Benjamin Netanyahu's right, and they shouldn't stop, and they should continue. And they've been doing a good job. They're going in on the ground game. They are losing soldiers as anticipated. Uh, that has not deterred them from continuing the attack on Hamas. Uh, watching some of the footage, you I mean, we're seeing uh, ground collapsing. You're, I mean, you're seeing quite a bit going on over there. Um, and they just need to continue to push forward. Is, it, push forward. is there going to be some collateral damage? Yes, there is. Of course there is. Um, but for the greater good of the entire world, you need to eliminate that group of terrorists. And it's separate from Palestinians, although Palestinians are run by Hamas, and Palestinians don't have a favorable view of us either, So, uh, but you don't kill civilians. You know, these are all terrorists. Uh, they want to act like they are soldiers. They want to behave like soldiers, and they're willing to fight you. Then you take them out as you need to. Now, moving things a little bit closer here at home, uh, as usual, Secretary Mayorkas doesn't like to answer a lot of questions, but I'm going to play you two separate clips. One is um, uh, Senator Johnson asking him some questions. Then I'm going to play one for you right behind it, where it is Rick Scott 
senator in Florida asking the FBI director, Ray, a simple question. I would like you to hear both of these, so bear with me. I'm going to play both of them for you back to back, and then we'll get into it. Secretary Mayorkas, I've asked you this in the past. What numbers are represented here? How many people has this administration let in by encountering, processing, dispersing, or that have come in as a known uh, or, or unknown Godaway? What, what, approximately. I don't need an exact number. So what do we got? Senator, let me, let me, uh, let me I, say. I need numbers. I, again, don't filibuster me. How many people has this administration led into the country? Let, let me say at the outset that uh, our job would be a lot easier if the broken immigration system was no, fixed. No, Mr. Secretary, I want a, a number. How many people have you led into this country? I, I should also How, uh, Okay, let, I'll, I'll give you the number. It's about 6 million. About 1.7 million as known gotaways. Now, again, we don't know who these people are. We just know that they've come to this country and they're residing somewhere. Where are all these people residing? Where, where, where did the 6 million people go? Senator, you speak of encounters, and let me, um, no, let me share with you. Would you answer what... my questions? Where did these six million people go? Are you keeping track of them? To what extent do we have a handle on where these six million people Senator, are in America? Senator, as you well know, when an individual is indeed released, they are released into immigration enforcement proceedings and are subject to removal if they do not have a legal basis to remain in the United States. You're not and answering fact, the question. Where, where, are the, where do these people reside? We know we've got about 100,000 in New York, and New York Mayor Adams says it will destroy New York. That's, by the way, less than 2% of the 6 million people. So less than 2%, 100,000 is going to destroy New York. What's happening around the country? Is the United States safer from foreign terror threats today? Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office, from the day he took office? What I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated, uh, but I also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to be better prepared to deal with them. All right, so let's get back into everything. Um, one thing I forgot to mention is, you know, it's amazing that the United States is calling for a ceasefire, and I, I do agree with Netanyahu. If somebody attacked us in that way, and, you know, you could always use history. History is always a great guide to things. You could look at Pearl Harbor. You could look at 9-11. Uh, we obviously didn't have any ceasefire at those times, and we would not. I mean, it's it's kind of obvious there. But in current times, if somebody struck, came on our land and did a terrorist act and of that nature we wouldn't cease fire either nor should we you know we should go after them um <clears throat> what you just heard there about illegal immigration now we talked about that this week but one thing i would like to point out about the the whole uh, illegal immigration deal is that what we have found at the border okay border patrol has found and admitted to finding um, illegal Im illegal immigrants crossing the border with explosive devices that were quote unquote tailored for terrorism. I don't know what that means, tailored for terrorism, other other than it's probably very dangerous and will provide maximum carnage wherever it's um, detonated at. I mean, that's the only thing that I could p possibly think of there. Uh, and you got to remember. Six million, 
1.7 Godaways. We know the numbers are probably much, much higher than that. You see, they're not willing to answer any questions ever. They're not going to give you a straight answer. They're not going to give you real numbers. How many of those style bombs or explosive devices made it past Border Patrol and are now in the country? Then it would go to Rick Scott's question. Is the United States safer today than when Joe Biden took office? Christopher Ray had a long pause because they, he, there really is no good answer because he knows what the answer is. There's nothing he can say, and it was hard to deflect that question. I think Rick Scott hit him uh, in, in a direction and gave him a shot that he may not have been as prepared for as he should have been uh, knowing that he was going to get that style of questioning. The reality is we are absolutely less safe than we were under Donald Trump. Absolutely. Undoubtedly. You have all these illegals running around in the United States. We have no idea where they are. I think everybody sees some in their communities. Um, and again, I'll, I'll always make the uh, argument that not everybody that comes across the quarter, uh, uh, border is a, a evil person. They're not all the devil. A lot of these people truly are looking for a better life. They're assuming coming here, which we're kind of turning into their uh, home countries, but they're assuming coming here that there's still this American dream that they've been told about their entire life that they could try to achieve. They could come here, they could work hard, they could own a house, they could own a car, they could start a family, they could have benefits, they can enjoy life, they can travel freely. Uh, you know, life is good on all accounts. They still have those hopes and, and beliefs and have aspirations and and it's a wonderful thing, but you're doing it the wrong way, okay? Uh, and those are the people that are coming here looking for a better life. There's also the other side of that coin, which is you have a lot of people that are coming here with ill intent to the United States. It's not like everybody that's coming here is coming from South America. Uh, we're getting immigrants from all over the entire globe, we have everybody coming in here right now. Yeah, I mean, you got Africans, South Africans, Africans, Chinese. Uh, I mean, you, you name it, you got them all. Yeah, I mean, we got uh, uh, Arab. Uh, you, you name it, they're coming across the border. Uh, when you're hearing that they are so emboldened because they know how weak the United States is right now under Joe Biden, that they're willing to not only sneak across our border, but they're willing to sneak across our border with Terrorist tailor made explosives and they are emboldened to walk right across our border. You are lying to yourself and you don't want to see the truth because of fear or disbelief or whatever it may be. If you say that we are not going to have some terrorist attacks here in the United States, they may be isolated, they may be small, but there will be some. I mean, we, these people, Hamas in Israel, Hamas wants to eradicate Judea. They want to, they want that entire, what do they call it? The West Bank. They want the entire uh, West back. They want to eliminate all Jews. This is a holy war to these people. Okay. Just like Israel is attacking back and it's a holy war to them. You have people that are fighting for deep seated beliefs that are not going to stop. It is it is bred into their DNA. This has been going on for centuries. 
They're not going to stop. And if they get an opportunity, they hate the West to attack us, they're going to do it. They see a weak spot, they're going to take that opportunity. Right now, they know we're weak. You know, we if they're the predator, we are the prey limping away right now. They know we can't get away. They're just waiting for us to get close enough to pounce on. Something, it may not happen today, it may not happen tomorrow, it may not happen for six months, it may not happen for a year. It may take them a little time to get set up and get situated, pick out a target, get directions and orders from overseas of what they're to do, when they're to do it, what day to do it. But something obviously is coming. There's no denying that something is on the way because these people are walking freely across our borders. Joe Biden should be removed from office just on that plain fact right there. He is not doing the best for the American people. You are not protecting the American people. You are turning a blind eye to a a serious problem that is headed our way. You don't care. He should be securing our borders. He should be impeached. He should be removed. He should not be allowed in the White House. I know it's not going to happen. It's just me talking, but that's just the way I feel about the entire situation. We're in an ugly spot right now, and it's all his fault. This may benefit us, though, ultimately in the uh, presidential election coming up. Uh, Biden's uh, approval rating, positive approval rating, he only has seven states. uh, And they're pretty much smaller states that, um, they're not the ones that win elections. Let's put it that way. That he has in a, a higher that has, has a positive approval rating. The seven states are um, Connecticut, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Vermont, Washington. If you look at those seven states, um, they only account for 54 of the 270 necessary um, electoral college votes. So, I mean, the states that I named are states you would kind of anticipate he would have a better approval rating in. Uh, One that I found kind of interesting is California. He's even not doing so well with his approval rating over there. You want to talk about a deep blue state? A state that that is so blue that we automatically, excuse me, assume during an election that that one's already gone. We don't even plan on that one. That one, that one's a, that one's a given. So we know we're going to lose California. So when you're seeing a disapproval rating uh, that's higher there, I think that speaks volumes to what potentially could happen for November's election. Yeah, I think that that shows that people are getting fed up with and then sick and tired of Joe Biden and his bullcrap. They're sick and tired of seeing the chaos that we are living in. You know, whether it's financial chaos, whether it's uh, Domestic chaos, international chaos. I think they're just, they're sick and tired of living the way that we've been living. You know, I, and I hope they are. I hope that it, it comes down to election time and people vote with the way you, with what you see rather than voting for somebody because you, you think they're nicer or, or you don't vote them for them because you think they're meaner. I hope we're a little bit more adult than that. <laughs> it's a, in these days and times, you just never know, but. You would like to think that we're going to behave and act a little bit more like adults uh, and vote for what is better for us 
as people, as a country, rather than um, voting for somebody because, uh, uh, you know, you like them. And I, I don't even know how you like a Joe Biden, but, you know, that's, that's sad. You know, something else that kind of goes along with everything we're talking about today, um, especially with immigration and, and whatnot, is uh, New York, <clears throat> their red light district, uh, it's erupting with a mass influx of Venezuelan migrant women uh, working as prostitutes, <clears throat> which is just, I, I just, guys, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I would hope anybody listening to me does not. I would really hope so. I don't know how anybody, man or woman, you know, but generally you think of guys, at least if I'm a guy, you're thinking of guys. How you pick something, somebody like that up, man? I just, I that I can't make the connection in my mind. I just don't understand it. I don't know how you could pick somebody up like that so recklessly. Know nothing about the person. You're just using them for one thing, and God knows how many diseases they could have, and how dangerous that is for both of you. You could get robbed. You can get a disease. You get God forsaken. That is just disturbingly disgusting. <clears throat> um, but this is what comes along with, obviously, open borders, but it's also is part of the new democratic plan of having uh, a weak legal system uh, and being soft on crime. See, if New York was being tough on crime, you wouldn't have this problem. You know, when the word is out that you can do it and it ain't no problem, then they're all and everybody's going to do it. But if the first few gals that would try that or guys that would try that uh, if the police picked them right up and threw them in jail or deported some people, then it would be a whole different ballgame. You wouldn't be having this eruption. But when you have these progressive Democrats running these blue cities and they are soft on crime and they turned a blind eye to all of it, then this is what ends up happening. Roosevelt Avenue in the Corona neighborhood of Queens is filled with Venezuelan migrants offering sex services in open air, so-called market or in the open air i guess it's a so-called the market of sweethearts just to see if you care about uh sex child exploitation uh uh if you care about humanity at all you know prostitution uh, most of these girls that do it uh they get caught by somebody that knows they're desperate and then they just use them yeah, sex trafficking, use them, take their money, get them hopped up on drugs. I mean, it, it's such a pity and a shame to see things like this. Uh, and if you're against all that, then I, I don't see how you could ever stop and do something like that. I just don't, I don't get it. And then the rest of you that do, man, you guys are scumbags. There, there's no other word for it. I mean, just disgusting human beings. Uh, the prostitutes have even been seen working in neighborhoods during the day and sometimes soliciting children as they have uh, as they leave school. So, I mean, you got, <clears throat> I mean, how much worse can it be? Eric Adams, who previously warned that the migrant crisis would dramatically alter his city, said that the eruption in prostitution just represents yet another example of its impact. So here's the real question. What are you doing about it? What are you doing? Well, what are you going to do about it, Mr. Soft on Crime? Handcuffing your officers where they can't do anything? I, 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 what are you going to do to correct the situation? Well, when I tell you that Democrats destroy 
everything that they touch, uh, specifically progressive, socialist, communist-loving, traitors to the United States, quote-unquote Democrats. They destroy everything that they touch. This is a prime example of it. You You had Giuliani in there. Looked good. Then you put a couple progressives back to back in there, and look what has happened to your city. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about Gotham? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, to to say the least, everybody's corrupt there. The legal system's corrupt. The people that are running the places, everything is corrupt there. You watch uh, Batman Begins, and he says, you know, the city has reached its pinnacle. Its corruption is in every layer of society. The city must die. Yeah, that that's the whole purpose to that. Uh, that was actually a good one, Batman Begins. But I think of that quote when he says that. It, it is corrupt at every single level in New York. You know, I don't know how people live there. I guess they, they're gluttons for punishment. Uh, you have voted for these people repeatedly. They never give you what they tell you they're going to give you. Things never get better. You guys just continue to, to whirlwind out of control. And you guys literally live in the most corrupt parts of the country. It's amazing. But yet you'll still vote for them. I just hope at some point you people make a better choice. People are stupid. People don't always make good choices. I mean, we see that all day long in life. But you would think to yourself that at some point here you would hope they would say enough is enough. You know, and and, and change, change things. Now, I, I have some doubts about that because when I looked at the most recent numbers of the people that have relocated out of New York, and remember we're always a, a year behind, for 2022, uh, it's a little over 90,000 people which to Florida, which was the highest of any other state that they moved to. Um, and from the numbers in Florida of registered Republicans versus Democrats versus independents, the rise in Republicans taking the dramatic uh, lead on Democrats for registration. Um, I think basically anybody that is at least centered, because I don't even know what a conservative is in New York, but maybe that person is a more centered person. I think that they have just abandoned ship and come down here, which means that you've left all the crazy blueies up there that are just going to do whatever they're going to do. So, uh, I mean, I don't know how much hope we have for any of those cities. Uh, <clears throat> you know, time will tell. But that just went along with the story. I mean, Again, you're seeing they, these are the things that happen with open borders, with weak, with uh, uh, weak administrations. This is what happens to the United States. It's worth knowing about. If you're in New York, I pity you. If you're in any of the big cities there right now, and you're all run by a whole gang of blue people, <laughs> I'm blue to that idea. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you, if you're in that blue world, I pity you because your life sucks. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, your life sucks. I don't even need to be there to know your life sucks. Everything's expensive. Crime's running rampant. Uh, you, you, you don't know what to do. They probably, your news is probably so one-sided, even worse than anywhere else, because your local news is probably all the same way that you're just being fed lie upon lie upon lie. You probably just live and are a miserable human being. Because anybody that would live under conditions like that must just be miserable. I actually pity you. You need to wake up and get the hell out if you can. I hope you found this podcast and heard this. And maybe it'll just just take that one moment to look into it for yourself. Stop listening to everything they're telling you and really look at it yourself. You'd be surprised what you find out. I can tell you that much.
All right. Well, I hope that uh, you like what you're hearing. If you do, spread the news. If uh, you'd like to uh, reach out to me, go to one of my social media handles and send me a message. I will reply. Beyond that, have a beautiful Thursday, and we will certainly do it again tomorrow.